Hey everyone, Sean here. Uh, just want to say happy birthday to Matt from California. Otherwise, we don't have any sponsors this week, so enjoy this episode. We did the Wizard of Gore 2007 remake of the Wizard of Gore. Uh, and also Patreon uh patreon people uh check out patreon.com slash i hate horror and uh we're putting up a bonus episode from our car ride to wizard world so uh check that out we talk about um bullshit but i think it's decent but uh i'm dying i'm sick so i'm gonna let you guys uh listen to us talk about um jeffrey combs and fucking Red Dwarf and fucking that other fucking bozo. What's that guy's name? I don't know. Alright, I gotta go lay down. Guys, <laughs> enjoy the episode. Everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Um, before the show starts, let's give a happy birthday to <laughs> Matthew from California. Happy birthday, pal. Happy birthday. Uh, the reason we're giving him a happy birthday, I mean, besides just being like. <laughs> kind um it's the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do uh matt's wife actually we got an email like a couple weeks ago um his birthday was actually last week um we got a birthday a message from his wife a couple weeks ago and we've never received a, a, an email like this before and um she said my husband's a huge fan of the show and is there any way you guys could autograph uh, something for me and I'll buy it. I'll pay for shipping and stuff. And, uh, that was so crazy. I was just like, of course, like, absolutely. Um, so Matt was the lucky recipient cause we don't have any shirts or anything right now. So I was like, what can we give them? Like, <laughs> we don't really have anything that would be like worth signing to give them. Like, cause you want something, if you're going to sign something, it's gotta be something kind of cool. And then I remembered the Dead Body Man DVD that I've literally been carrying around since I bought it, whether it was in my backpack that I carry to work every day or in our uh, our like kit that, that I keep all of our equipment in. Um, literally, it's been with me every day since I bought it. A nightmare following me around. And I was like, let's sign the Dead Body Man DVD and give that to Matthew. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> And I wrote him an e- I wrote him a letter in an it. Apology. I, I did. I was like, "This movie's terrible. Please don't watch it in front of anyone. Please don't file a restraining order. Yeah, don't call the police. I didn't make it. I just <laughs> signed it. I'm get passing it off to you. It's kind of like The Ring. <laughs> like you just get pass it I'd, along. I'd rather watch that. Well, of course, I'd rather watch The Ring. I'm saying it's. No, no, like no I'm the, saying I'd rather watch. Oh, the, movie oh, the actual yeah, thing yeah. where you die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. After I saw, sorry, there's like water here, and I felt the need to do that while I was recording. Um, after I saw that guy's ball sack in Dead Body Wait, Man, what? In Dead Body Man, what? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, in Dead Body, in Dead Body Man, remember? Um, there's like uh, I saw this guy's balls. There's like a prostitute. There's like a naked woman in it for some. Reason. Oh yeah, there's a sex scene. It's, there's, like, it's like a porn. 
But it's like a legitimate sex scene. Cause like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And that guy's ball sack is hanging. Right. I mean, that was not dude, something I chose to remember. He but. spread it. He spread it. This dude spread eagle. And it's like supposed to be like this weird sex scene. It's a weird, it is a weird sex scene, but the weirdest kind. Cause it's legitimate penetration. Cause yeah, these are one of them are, God. Yes. The woman's God. The porn <laughs> star's God. And she's clearly a porn star. Um, her name was like Tara Cox, <laughs> like four X's. Um, but uh, yeah, so. There's clearly a sex scene in it, and uh, like they have sex, and you see this guy's ball sack hanging out. It's just so gross. Um, so <laughs> happy birthday, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So there you go, Matthew. Um, speaking of dead body, man. <laughs> Speaking of giant piles of shit, <laughs> uh, we have um, Wizard of Gore remake. Speaking of ball sacks, Crispin Glover. <laughs> Crispin Glover's face. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a ball sack. That joke is so lazy. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> I hate this show. Uh, <laughs> we did the Wizard of Gore remake. Um, where do we even start with this thing? Um, you've seen the original, obviously. Yeah. Did you rewatch it by any chance? I did not. All right. Uh, shout out to our homeboy, Mike. Mike loves Can it. Can we just call him by his full name? Because I like his last name better, but I don't want to. You know what? Yes, because if you go to our Facebook page, he, yeah, posts, he posts regularly with his government name. <laughs> Yeah. And like kind of like responds to things we say about him. Oh like, no, no, most definitely. <laughs> like we'll tell a story about him and he will respond <laughs> on Facebook. Um anyway, so sometimes we call him a motto. Yeah. Might be his middle name, it might be his last name. It's his last. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Amato, uh he loves this movie, you said, right? He does, yeah. yeah. He, he loves um Herschel Walker. Herschel Gordon Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Wow, we put that just together because I do not know that name. I was but just I like, stuttering. We just we both knew like parts of that <laughs> name and like somehow pieced that together. Herschel 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 Gordon Lewis Herschel Gordon Lewis did the first one. Um, so I watched that in preparation for this because I just felt it was necessary for a movie like this. Like it's such an obscure remake. You know what I mean? It's not like. Yeah, you kind of need to like look because even you watched this one. You're like, I think I need to watch the original again, like because right. it kind of like triggers that. Like, and that's what I figured would happen. I figured I'd watch this and I'd be like, well, if this is this movie, let me just go back in time and just see what the original was about. It's weird because like you would think if somebody was going to remake Wizard of Gore, mm -hmm. like they would be a huge fan, much like Fred Decker in our last episode, like a huge fan of the movies. Whoever, it's they're not. I don't even know if they saw the first one. <laughs> they might have just been told the concept and they like kind of ran with it. Now, so I watched the first one first. You did not like it. I posted on Twitter. I thought it was just boring because it was literally like. It was Montag talking a lot, right? Dude, it is nonstop yeah. of Montag on stage just being like, ooh, 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 and then does like a trick or whatever. <laughs> and then it would cut and I'd be like, all right, here's the story. Here we go. Let's get to the meat. Like it opens with Montag. Uh, and then like. It took like forever and then they got to this because I was like, at first I was like, is the gimmick of this movie an hour and a half long magic show that's just like, Ooh. that's honestly what I thought because it took so long. So I looked it up and it was like, it, I read the synopsis and I was like, oh, so there's characters and stuff. So I waited and waited and then I saw characters and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And then it immediately cuts back to Montag. <laughs> For another trick. I do remember him talking a lot. And it was always like, it was it was literally like, so he does his first trick and you, we meet these the characters in the original and they're like, let's let's go back to that magic show. Like, that's all they, they were like, you know what? I want to go back to the magic show. And the girl's like, well, all right. And then they go back to the magic show and that's like it. And like they do it over and over again. Similar to this movie. I thought it was really boring. I thought some of the effects were just like cheesy and lame. It was really just like, it seemed like a real, sh like for that period, like it was like, we're going to shock you. Cause like he, dude, Montag like finger fucks this guy's eye sockets in the movie. And like, it's literally like 
Watch what I'm like. He is feeling this face up and just sticking its thumb in its eye sockets and poking the eyeballs out. And it's like cool or whatever, but it just seems like so like it's dated. We get yeah. not even it just he takes so long in doing <laughs> it. And it's just like, right, right, right. You know, like just like over and over. Like, yeah, we got it. You stuck your fingers in the eye sockets. Like, cut away. Show us something else. Um, after watching the remake. So I was like, this is so boring. This is a boring piece of shit. After watching the remake, I love the original. <laughs> you love it. I do. I actually oh, wow. love it. I, I, thinking about it, I was like, well, A, it kind of like set a standard for like shock horror, like gore porn in a way. Like it was gore porn before like that was like kind of a thing. I love the drastic change of opinion. I well, love it. and then because then I watched this and I'm like, I would watch. You said before you thought I was gonna. You're like, tell me they're not gonna do a magic trick for the. I would rather watch a magic. Trick. I'd rather watch some guy take an hour and thirty minutes to pull a rabbit out of a hat, than watch this movie. A hundred percent. That's when I was like, so to me, the original. While I thought it was boring and stuff, like I would, I wouldn't never be like, don't watch it. I'd be like, well, check it out because the guy finger fucks a, a puppet head for <laughs> five minutes <laughs> and the eyeballs, and like that's that to me. I was like, that's. Kind of worth it. Like, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I watch this, I'm like, oh, it's like I would watch that a hundred times. Yeah, you, I get it. I know what you're saying. <laughs> and Ooh. this was very boring. This remake. And it also made no sense. It also looked like shit. <laughs> well, granted, we're watching like some cop. Some bootleg version. Sometimes. I do not care. It looked terrible. <laughs> Why is this the only version on YouTube? Because nobody wants to watch it. But then like there should be one high quality <laughs> version where one fan is like, check this out. Check out well, this piece of shit. That's one too many. Dead Body Man's on YouTube thanks to yours truly. Thanks to you. <laughs> and I actually took it down because I really didn't want our YouTube blocked. So I just like <laughs> made it private because I was like, you know what? It's not worth it to lose our YouTube page for Dead Body Man. <laughs> um, what a cast, man. You see the – you start it and you're like, Bijou Phillips, Crispin Glover, uh, Jeffrey Combs, Brad Dorf. And you're like – The three biggest overactors of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, like – potential here like didn't you Agreed. see some potential Agreed. like you were like okay these names i'm down with this and it just falls apart man jeffrey combs has a beard right jeffrey combs <laughs> plays a man that you cannot see like you see like three inches <laughs> of his when face the movie ended i was like wait who's jeffrey combs like oh is that asshole he's that guy with the voice that's like hey like he's doing like a <laughs> southern accent or something it was so weird it was like jeffrey combs it was like the character was Jeffrey Combs in disguise. Jeffrey Combs as a homeless Jeffrey Combs. Yes, because he doesn't he doesn't talk. But like Jeffrey Combs is a homeless Jeffrey Combs pretending he's not Jeffrey Combs. Because <laughs> like he doesn't talk the whole movie. He just he's playing a geek. He bites the heads off of right, animals right, right. and is like kind of like a stagehand for Montag, who we'll find out is a magician. Um, he doesn't say a fucking word the whole movie. You don't see anything he does except bite the head off of rats. And then at the end, all of a sudden, it has dialogue. Yeah. He's like, hey there. Like, wait, wait, we got to go, man. And you're like, that is the worst. A, it's the worst accent I've ever heard. And why is Jeffrey Combs hiding behind that beard? Like, just take everything <laughs> off. Like, it was so bizarre. Um, so, yeah, we open up. Um, Ed, we find out the character's name is Ed Bigelow. Um, yes. I'm Ed Bigelow, and this is the end of my life as I know it. It's not. <laughs> Spoilers. Quite arguably, the beginning of life as he knows it. Yeah. Because things are about to change. Things are about to change. Um, he reveals who is, he, who is that actor? Dude, his name is um, Kip. Kip Pardue. That, that's the actor's name? Yes, Kip Pardue. He was in Remember the Titans, Driven. Oh, my God, 13. Remember that movie? Dude, why do cars do this here? Because we live in a jerk town. <laughs> we live in Buttholeville. Um, he hasn't been in a whole lot. I mean, or he's been in a shitload of Wait, stuff, but he's sunshine. And remember the Titans? Is that who he plays? That's, that's the blonde haired quarterback, right? Yeah. Ron sunshine bass. That's the, that's the blonde haired, right? Yeah, I think so. I thought that was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, it's handsome Kip Pardue. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> that's a little insight into Kip Pardue's life. <laughs> Wait, Ryan Gosling's in Remember the Titans. I don't know, Joe. I fuck. 
I don't care about Remember the Titans. Here, I'll click Remember. All right, here we go. Remember the Titans episode. Sorry, Armand. How many people from Remember the Titans can you name? None. <laughs> Fun fact. Ryan Gosling. Kip Pardo. Ryan Gosling is not in it. Dude, that's bullshit. Ryan Gosling is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Penetaire, Kate Bosworth. Wow, there's a lot of people on there. Ethan Suple. Ethan Suple. Denzel. Do you know he was in it? <laughs> um, all right, so can we, go back, is in it. can we go back to talking about. I really would rather not. <laughs> Did you say Wood Harris? <laughs> I was just looking up who Wood Harris was. Um, Avon Barksdale. I was just going to say Woody Harrelson's fake <laughs> fake twin, but he's not. That's Avon Barksdale? <laughs> yeah, from The Wire. Oh, shit. Love Avon Barksdale. Um, I love The Wire. Anyway, so we got to talk about The Wizard of Gore because somebody paid us to. Um, <laughs> Armin paid us to talk about The Wizard of Gore. Um, so it's the beginning of life as we know it for Ed Bigelow, but it's not. Um he runs an underground newspaper, as he kind of says. The dialogue in this was so drab. Um, he pushes his way into a strip club. He's carrying some type of package. Um, he come, He's coming to see Dr. Chong. Chong. Yeah. Chong, C-H-O-N-G. Yes, who's played by Brad Dorff. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, there's other Asian people in the strip club, like, that are talking to him, like, a couple Asian women are like, okay, we'll take you to see Dr. Chong. So like, they're like, like it's on purpose. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Brad Dorf is Dr. Chong. Um, they go into his office and I love when you need to make a place look seedy. The go-to move is to just hang plastic wrap in the doorways <laughs> instead of doors. <laughs> like, that's just how you do it. Um, is so, there places in downtown LA that look like that? Was this in LA? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. I don't know, dude. This movie is stupid. Um, Chong starts giving him acupuncture because that's going to save his life, I guess. <laughs> Eastern medicine. Um, and he seems interested in the paper that he just that was what was in the package was copies of his underground newspaper. He seems very interested in it. Um, and Ed says, we can hash this out later. Oh, we definitely will. And then we cut to <laughs> what you would be like last year. One week. One later. week. Yeah. <laughs> a lot has happened in a week. Um, so much. And I, and so little honestly, at the that, same time. That's honestly probably the best part of the movie is that it took place during the course of a week. How many times does he go see this magician? It's like a hundred. Yeah. It's every night. <laughs> like way more than. Actually, you're probably right. It had to be more than seven. Because they kept showing it. Like they kept like there was a point where they were like, I kept going back. And they like showed it like a. You're right. <laughs> Stupid idiots. <laughs> Uh, we open in this shitty club with like a new metal band. Is it a new metal? Is that technically new metal or is that like black metal or like with that? It's like goth, oh, goth I, rock. I was not paying. I guess new metal. You need a DJ, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a DJ. You just need zero guitar solos. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a sex dungeon type of thing. Like there's a lot of like sexual deviance there. And then these two idiots walk in dressed like they're from the 50s. He's dressed like he's from the 30s. 30s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we, he also talks. Did you notice that some part, because he's like a journalist, right? Yes. Did you notice like at some points he talks like a 1930s journalist? Right. Like, hey there, old sport. Correct. And it's, then sometimes he doesn't. He's like almost like a hipster, but this was like kind of before hipsters, 2007. But it must have just been coming on like the whole like vintage thing. Because why else would they do this? Anyway, <laughs> this you could argue like, whoa, what period does this take place in? It is 100% current time. Oh, yeah. They use cell phones. They use laptops. He is driving a fucking car from the 50s. <laughs> Dude, it's one of those old ass cars. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know cars. So it's like, I, I want to say like an old ass like Buick. No, maybe you're right. It might be from the 30s. It was like one of those huge like, like in Batman. Yeah. Those kind of cars. That was his vehicle. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, I know a bunch of, I know there's a lot of people that dress like stupid assholes <laughs> regularly, but they do not drive because those cars don't run anymore, except in Cuba. Somehow they still run down there. Do you know that? No, but I saw the Fast and Furious movie and it looked like it. Were they in Cuba? Yeah, right. 
I don't know. I didn't see it. Huh. I wouldn't be asking you. <laughs> Do they still so. drive um, old ass cars in Cuba? Like it's crazy. Like I don't know how they still run or how they keep them going. Like that's in Cuba, like present day. Oh yeah, yeah. And those are the cars he was driving. Yeah. That's crazy. Is there a name of those cars on there? <laughs> Just car. Car. <laughs> I mean, that's like how early these old, how old these cars are. It's like car one. <laughs> Car two, model two, <laughs> model four. They're all the same, just different paint jobs. All right. We've not gotten anywhere in this movie. Uh, I mean, now. <laughs> um, someone hands them a ticket to a show called The Wizard of Gore, a magic show. Um, they go there. There's a guy in full Nazi regalia sitting behind them. Of course and, he and is. He, he like says something to him. Like, <laughs> un- un- There's so much I didn't understand in this movie. Like the audio was so bad. And, uh, you know, if a Nazi says something to you, you're probably going to either like be like, hey, go fuck yourself off (laughs) or you're just going to ignore them because they're probably going to kill you or something. Um, And this guy's like, hey, Hans. It just like turns back into his seat. You're like, you're befriending Nazis now. Get the fuck out of here. So he's sitting at this uh, magic show. Stage lights come up. Um, the fucking Jeffrey Combs is on stage as this like homeless guy with a giant beard and long hair. And he just starts eating maggots. Looks like a Rob Zombie. Total Rob Zombie character. Um, I mean, it looks like Rob Zombie himself that. At, at that like time yeah. period. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he just starts eating maggots. And yeah. then he pulls out a rat and bites the head off the rat. Um, Montag comes out, played by... Our good friend, friend of the show, Crispin Glover. Sure. <laughs> uh, he gets on stage and like a woman stands up in disgust. And he's he is so misogynistic. It's crazy. <laughs> For no re- that character has no reason to be. Where do you think you're going? Slut. Yeah, the slut in the back. Sit down, bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Um and we see this guy, he's Montag the Magnificent. He's in an all-white tuxedo. This guy talks so much about nothing. <laughs> I've never been more annoyed. Um, he eats half His of... entire show is him talking. Yeah, 100%. Like when he eats the glass, that's cool. Do more of that, Montag. Yeah, he Shut eats half of a neon up. light. Yeah. And then that bleeds through his shirt. That's the end of it. Oh, and then he cleans it up with a... The best magic trick I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which, by the way, um, it is the best magic scene, the magic trick you've ever seen. And our our guy, our main character, Ed, is like, like, what a joke. And you're like, okay. And then the next trick is he, he tells this woman to come up here. He goes, we haven't forgotten about you, bitch. It's time for you to become an escape artist. And she just like gets like hypnotized and comes on stage yes. where he undresses her against her will and then um, proceeds to, what does he do for this one? He uh, he puts her behind like this smoky mirror that you cannot see through. No. And then proceeds to, um, what does he do to this one? Uh, sorry. Um, oh, this is the one he starts ripping her stomach open and pulling out her entrails. Yeah. All you see is shadows. Okay. All you see are shadows of him doing this. Um, and everyone's like, oh, my God. The crowd is, like, going nuts, like bananas. Like, they're, wa- like, watching a murder. Um, and then the lights go out. And then they come back out, and she's fine. Yep. Right? So now we watched Ed be like, what a fucking joke. To him sticking a fucking neon light down his throat and snapping it in half in his, in his body. Yes. And then wiping the blood off with a towel. Yes. Like, and it just comes off of a white suit. Like, Total magic. And and Ed's like... <laughs> the most magical thing. Yeah. And Ed's like, give me a fucking break. And then he sees this trick and he's like, holy shit, this is the greatest... Ma- the most... The most explainable magic trick. Behind a smoky mirror and then the lights go out and she's alive. Yeah. When they, like the most explainable one. He's like, holy shit, <laughs> what did I just see? It was the most backwards thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so crazy. Um and yeah, yeah, he's like, that's the most magic tricky thing I've ever seen. <laughs> magic trick. <laughs> um, and the show ends and the crowd goes bullshit. They all start applauding. And meanwhile, the girl's like up there frightened. Yeah. She's nude and she had no idea what happened. 
fucking hypnotized. Yeah. Um, Ed, Ed and his lady go home and he's just like, that was brilliant. <laughs> and this woman's like, what is your deal? Like that guy was a fucking asshole. And she says it like multiple times. She's like, he's a misogynistic piece of shit. Yes. And Ed's like, well, potato, potato. <laughs> He justifies it by being like, oh, he knew, like, that girl was in on it. He knew it. Like, she knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And the girl's like, I guess that's an excuse. Like, (laughs) um, you can honestly just rinse and repeat from here on for the rest of the That's literally what happens. Yeah. Uh, I wish you didn't say that because now I feel like a jerk (laughs) going to explain the rest of this movie. Uh, Because that is truly what happens. Um, Here, I'll, I'll fill in the gaps with something. Crispin Glover has a stupid face. <laughs> um, and I thought about a story that we hadn't told um, on the show, which was we sponsored that soccer team and we call them the little manglers. Um, and unfortunately, we we kind of they were it was like a last minute sponsorship. So like at first, me and Joe were like, can we put like a logo on the front and stuff? And they're like, well, you can like if you like sponsor the team early, I guess like you pay, I think you pay more to like, you actually buy the uniforms and shit. Um, cause what me and Joe had a, like me and Joe were pitching ideas on, on this shirt and Joe came up with the funniest fucking idea, which was to name, name the team, um, the Clint Howard's. Or was it just Clint Howard? It was, no, it was the Clint Howard. The Clint Howard's in his face. <laughs> a picture of Clint Howard's face <laughs> on this shirt. And like, how funny would that fucking be? And I was like telling Joe, like, the people in this town would just be like, that's got to be like a plumber or something. <laughs> like, especially with that mug. Like, it's got to be like some guy's like plumbing company or something. <laughs> and these kids running around with <laughs> Howard's stupid face on it. One day this will be a reality. Oh, it will. I'm 100% going to make it happen. But I'm almost thinking Crispin Glover's face could be on that, too. It could. But Clint's so way more fun. disgusting. <laughs> and like, me and Joe were talking about how funny it would be like if it made the news. Like... If we said, like, if you just photographed, like, we would have to pretend we couldn't be like, hey, we just sponsored this team because they'd be like, okay, here's your free ad, uh, like, because they wouldn't do it. But if we like sent it and we're like, hey, man, I was just at this fucking soccer game and these kids are running around with Clint Howard's face on the fucking shirt, like, it would get to Clint. Clint would find out about it and it would be glorious. He would listen to our show, and be like, man, these guys are pieces. <laughs> These guys are really fucking awful. <laughs> um, anyway, so back to this movie. Um, Ed dreams um, of the stripper being murdered. And then he starts breathing into a bag, which will come back in the least exciting way possible. Yes. So he starts breathing into a bag like he's hyperventilating. Into the editing bag. of this movie, like from bad. just like things being choppy, it's unbelievable. Real bad. Um yeah, really bad. Um, so, of course, Ed is like, just like the original, Ed is like, I think we should go back to the magic show. And the girl's like, why? He's like, I've got to write an article. I think you saw everything you needed to see. And even Ed is like, he's narrating it sometimes. And he's like, we went back and we saw the same thing the next night. <laughs> it's so, dude, it, it's actually unbelievable that a, he says things like that like, and why it jumps from narration to not narration. Yes. Like, just make it one. Well, it shouldn't be narrated because, well, he narrates it at whatever. There's no, whatever. There's no reason for narration. There's not. Um, watching it. Yeah. Uh, everything's ex- the same except the final trick is a new stripper. Um, he uses a bear trap to cut off the stripper's head. The one thing, <laughs> so the Wizard of Gore, the original, was aptly named because it was just a gore film. It was fest. a splatter film, yeah. Yeah, it was literally just like, let's, we're going to show you a bunch of gore. And there's going to be this weird side story for like three and a half minutes that will kind of explain why I'm showing you this movie. This had zero. Zero gore, dude. Everything is done behind this fucking shadow mirror. Yes. Also, making these magic tricks, totally ineffective. Like, it was the same concept in the original. Like, the women came back to life. Right. After he murdered them on stage. You're watching him murder them. Right. This one was the opposite. And you would just, like, if no one would, and every time they show the tricks, these guys are like, everyone there is like, oh my god. I'm telling you, without a doubt, if I was in the crowd for that, which I wouldn't be because they were all disgusting freaks, um, <laughs> but if I was in the crowd for that, 
There is no way I even give a fuck about that. It's just shadows. It is the worst. It's worse than cutting the box in half. There's no way I'm still there after Montag talks for that long before oh. the magic trick. And he's just rambling on and on and calling women sluts and bitches. I'd be like, all right, man. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Seen the way this ends before. So you were going to I jail. That's why I because that curly-haired guy, he's a little kid from Near Dark. Did you see Near Dark? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little kid in Near Dark. And he's in this? Yeah, he's, he's... He's the friend? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so crazy. Okay. Um... Chris was like, some people talk too much. And the guy's like, who's he talking about? He's like, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Fuck you. Why is anybody not just leaving? It was so weird. It was so weird. There is one thing I like about this movie. What? And I'll... That it ends? (laughs) Waldorf and Statler joke. (laughs) Oh, you know what the favorite part about the show is? What? What? The end. (laughs) Um... They go back. Uh, Bijou is saying he hates women. He does. And Eddie is Wait, saying, what's the part that you like? Well, I'm going to wait. It's a, oh, oh, I thought uh, you were setting me up. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to wait. I mean, I guess we don't have to wait. Yeah, do room. not wait. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, I guess we don't have to wait because it literally makes no sense. Because all of a sudden, Ed starts investigating this. Ed is an asshole. Ed's not a detective. Ed is not a detective. Um, but he goes to his friend who is a... Uh, he works for the morgue as an intern, um, and he some he for some reason is like detro, whatever that fucking drug was. Oh, tetrodetoxin, which is the thing in pufferfish. For whatever reason, sharks. Is it pufferfish? Pufferfish. Wasn't there something with sharks? Oh yeah, there was something with sharks because they find the first stripper in the river. Oh yeah, and they're yeah. like a shark, shark. ate her, yeah. and then. Ed goes to this his buddy, whatever his name was, Chucky. Or no, not Chucky. That's what I was calling Brad Dorf. Uh, <laughs> Jinky. He goes to this guy, Jinky, who's the morgue guy, and he's like, uh, I don't think that woman was killed by sharks. And the morgue guy's like, she wasn't. It's like, well, why didn't you tell anyone that? Uh, also, they're friends, and they're like so hostile to each other. They hate each other. <laughs> He's like, you, it's the trust fund, baby. Which honestly makes you hate Ed so much because then you're like, oh, so that's the way this guy lives this lavish 1920s lifestyle in 2007 is just spending money. Um, but Jinky's like, no, of course it wasn't a shark. <laughs> like, fucking idiot. The <laughs> freshwater. But river. then again, and uh, right, and then he brings up the puffer fish drug. Oh, maybe he said they found it in her. That's what they must have said. Yeah. They probably found traces of tetrodytoxin in her blood. Okay. Did, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I was like, why was that brought up? But that's why. So he goes to um, Dr. Chong and he's like, hey, uh, I'm looking for tetrodytoxin. Um, and uh, Brad Dorf, for some reason, just starts explaining what tet- Mangle expert starts explaining what tetrodytoxin does and how it can be a mind control substance. Um, and you can technically erase somebody's memory with it. Yeah. Um, so all of this is to say the one cool part of the movie that I liked was, um, they're in the crowd and Jinky has gone, he's now gone to this show yeah. and Jinky's the only one with a brain in the movie. And like all of a sudden he's like, cause we see Montag, he shakes everyone's hand when they're coming into the show and says like, greetings, welcome, greetings. And he shakes everyone's hand. And while he's watching the show, Jinky's like, it's on his hand. Like, he's putting it on our hands. That's how he's getting... Because, like, they they figured he was drugging the audience, but they didn't know how. Yeah. And he's like, it's on his hand. He's drugging the audience. And I was like, oh. I was like, all right. right. I'm okay with this. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a cool little twist. And then it doesn't matter. (laughs) Literally doesn't matter. Um, It's so stupid. So, uh, yeah, we meet Jinky, who's a mortician and also a drug dealer. (laughs) Fun fact. Um, Ed tells them to come to the show tonight. Um, so they go. Um, he puts a woman in a steel cow. I Sorry. I do like that he brought up that the toxins are like the ones they use in Serpent in the Rainbow. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Again, there was like these moments where I was like, will this movie get cool? I never thought that. But I did <laughs> like that they mentioned Serpent in the Rainbow. I was looking for a glimmer of hope. I really wanted to give this a shot for Armin. I love Armin. Um, he's a cool guy. He didn't direct it. 
He didn't. <laughs> and he probably chose it for this reason. It would be my guess. Um, my guess is he's not sitting at home being like, favorite movie ever. <laughs> it might be like a f- favorite. Like, I like Rumpelstiltskin or something. Sure, but, sure. Um, anyway, all that to say. Uh, the He puts a woman in a steel cow at the next show. Brazen Bull. This is a real torture oh, yeah, that's, that's what it's called. Yeah. I knew it was real. Um, what a terrible way to go. But here's a qu- It is the worst way to go. But the, here's a question. In the original Brazen Bull, did they uh, did the cow start mooing? Did you yes. hear that? That's that's a real thing. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, in the original ones that they used to make, they mimic it so like the steam or whatever that from like heating up would like wouldn't... a tea kettle. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yes, my mind is fucking blown, dude. Just so you might have to edit this because I hope I'm not talking out of my ass when I'm 99. I'm gonna look it up. A rice and bowl. That would be nuts. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. It makes sense. I bet you they could. Um, so the, he sticks her in the brazen bowl while Joe looks this up. Um, starts the fire underneath her, obviously. So brazen bowl is like a big metal cow. The bowl is in the form and the size of an actual bowl and had an acoustic apparatus that converted screams into the sound of a bull. No. Yep. Yep. Oh, my yep. God. That is insane. Yep. That is fucking. Dude. Do you realize, like, <laughs> serial killers, like, in that period were just, like, craftsmen? <laughs> like, clearly the person that made that was so fucked up, right? I was like, you know what? I'm sick of hearing their screams. I'd rather just hear the bull moo. I'm going to make an apparatus <laughs> change that. Perilius of Athens invented and, pro- and proposed it to Phalaris. Yeah, that guy is a fucking psycho. <laughs> what a piece of shit. A piece of shit psychopath. And they were like, hey, man, great ideas. It's how they executed criminals. Dude. So they put a person. You know about the torture cow. device? It's like the wedge, right? And you it like cranks open? No. You like. There's so many wedges. Dude, it, it, it's like a big sharp wedge and they strip you naked and they like make it so like your ass crack is on the tip of it and they just leave you there so like gravity slowly pulls you and the wedge slowly goes up up you and then like it's like a long slow painful process and eventually it'll just like cut you in half that's the worst thing i've ever heard <laughs> what is what was wrong with everyone back then torture devices are insane i i used to work with this guy i forget what his fucking name was he had a name a nickname though i used to work at a steel company um this dude was super old. Like, I honestly couldn't tell you his age because he was so weathered. He was always covered in fucking dirt from the steel. But, like, he came in in the morning covered in dirt and just smoked cigarettes all day long. Um, and uh, never said a word. Like, you would go up and talk to him. Like, I honestly was like, is he, like, mute or deaf? Because, like, you'd talk to him and he'd be like, and s- I'm doing that like the audience. Could see. He would just like smile and nod, like as if he's not even hearing you. And I was like so confused. And I'm like, no, he just doesn't talk. And I was like, it's so weird. And he didn't talk. I never hear a word from him for like two years. And we were sitting around and somebody brought up like some like pedophile in the news or something. It might have been even been the Cheshire thing. And he started talking. This was my and and he was like, you know what I would do to that guy? And we were, I was like, what the fuck? And no one else was like surprised. And everyone was like, what? And I was like, is anyone else going <laughs> to... This guy's fucking talking for the first time in two years. And he was like, I would, I would take... I would cut a piece of steel into a sharp blade and freeze it into a popsicle and stick it up his ass <laughs> and let the popsicle melt and then pull out the blade. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, what? Who are you? What is happening? And I like ran upstairs to my office and I was like, you need to get downstairs like right now to like my boss. I was like, you need to, you need to hear this shit. Like, this is fucking out of control. Not only did he talk, but he might be a serial killer. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And I mean, granted, he wants to do it to a pedophile. It's fine, but like, it was so bizarre. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the brazen bull. Um, is there a podcast on um, torture devices? There's got to be. Let's pretend there's not and start one. Start one. Yeah. I was also considering, um, I was on uh, uh, online and I was like, man, there's been like 58 seasons of like um, The Young and the Restless. It's <laughs> like me and Joe should just do a, <laughs> a fucking, <laughs> what are those called? Uh, 
Soap opera. Soap opera podcast. <laughs> Just watching one of those shows like from the beginning. Because they started in Sean, like that would never 70s. <laughs> that's so many. They're on daily. I know. That's, <laughs> that's, How would that be a that's thing? That's the appeal. Also, it'd be so boring to talk about. It'd be like, uh. <laughs> My wife watches them. I don't think they're that boring. Well, now they're not. So much shit happens. Imagine them like the ones in the 70s. Some guy had like a magic chimera and some kid found it and now he's wanted for murder. It was crazy. We need to get out of here. Um, uh, So (laughs) they watch the girl in the brazen bowl um, and she's a burnt up corpse. She comes out screaming and he just hits her in the face with a fucking pry bar. Um, and the lights come up and she's fine, as usual. Uh, Ed follows her home, goes into her house. There's like weird. Uh, as he's in the house, like the screen is flashing like they're in a computer program. Like you notice that? Like it had yeah. like the square grids behind it, like yeah. Tron. I sure did. Does not come back. Nope. That's good. Um, and Ed is asking her about Montag and the magic show. And she's like, oh, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I was never at a magic show. And uh, more screen flashing. And then Ed just lights her on fire. But then he wakes up in his bed. And this is brain scan too, basically. Great point. Especially with the the, compu- the computer program in the background. Yeah. It's like, it's brain scan too. And it's not. <laughs> so don't get excited about that. Trickster does not show up. Trickster is way more appealing than this movie. I hate to say it. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, Bijou walks into his apartment and is like, hey, man, what's up with you last night? And then Ed wakes up and he has the stripper's lighter in his hand still. <laughs> he says, I may have lit her on fire. I don't know what's gotten into me. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes to Jenky's job and Jenky's like, dude, that girl that you followed home is fucking dead in there. And I don't, and Jenky's like, I don't want to know what you've done. And then Ed's like, well, I might have lit her on fire. And Jenky's like, oh, that's weird. And then they just continue on with their day together. <laughs> they just go out together. Like, well, no, they go out together. They go back to the fucking music. The, the show again. Yeah. Um, and this is when Jenky, he smells his hands and he's like, oh shit, it's his hands. Um, and then that's when instead also. Of, when, instead of leaving. Instead of leaving. Or washing your hands. And Montag's like, oh, talking is going to kill the mood. Like a James Bond villain. <laughs> I'm dying to see you. <laughs> I'm dying to have you for dinner. He's like, who are you talking to? You good sir. Yeah. Montag um, then sticks a broom wrapped in a towel into Jenky's mouth. And this is actually one of the worst kills in any movie I think I've ever seen. So he wraps it in this long-winded speech. He wraps... <laughs> A broom. Also, what? Hold on. What's the main character's name? Ed. Ed knows what's happening at these shows. Yes. He just lets his friend get up there. Yes. Doesn't like try to stop him or hold him back or thwart the show. Correct. Okay. Right. And Ed, uh, Jenky's up there. Montag wraps this broom in a fucking towel, jams the towel down his throat. Like you'd think that would kill him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then pulls the ta- the broom out, but it leaves the towel hanging out of his mouth. And I'm like, well, what's going to... And then he pulls out the towel, and it somehow pulls out all of his organs. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most poorly thought out kill. Like, you couldn't just do... It is not the most poorly thought out kill in this movie. All right. What's the worst one? Montag's demise. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> this is the most stupid fucking thing <laughs> yes. I have ever seen. Yes. All right. Wait, we'll just get there. We'll get there for that one. Um so uh Jenky's dead. Uh he goes home. Uh, he has another jerk job weirdo dream. <laughs> like another dream where he kills Jenky with the in the same way that Jenky was killed on the screen. Um he uh Jinky mentions in Jinky mentions in that in that dream that he has a video of him and Maggie or something, and he's like basically like an incriminating video or something. Um, he meets up with Brad Dorf again, and Brad Dorf is starts explaining like out of the blue. It felt like he's like talking about his horrors all of a sudden, and then he's just like drops like that. Maggie's a whore. He's basically he, he's talking about like the tetro, I think. Yeah. And he's like, I had a customer who stole one of my whores. 
And then somehow he's like, Maggie's the whore. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of was. And you're like, wait, so is Ed on Tetro? That's why nothing was a surprise in this. Because surprise, surprise. Ed has been on Tetro the entire entire, fucking movie. Which does nothing to the plot. Like they reveal, they're like, and Ed's been on Tetro forever. And it's like, okay. And? And (laughs) what? So what's the problem here? Is that why we, he could see through the magic act or something? I don't know. It, it made no sense, but he couldn't see through the magic act because he was watching the same thing they were. Yeah. He sees a video of Montag from the ma- magic show, and it shows Montag does nothing to these guys. It's all hypnosis to the people in the crowd. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about how little sense this movie makes because, like, nothing... Anyway, so Maggie's a prostitute <laughs> and Ed Stoller, and that's so that won't be a surprise later. Nope. Because Brad Dorf just said a guy with Tetro <laughs> stole his whore. Um, another fucking show. This time he calls up Bijou Phillips, the girlfriend, who I guess this is their plan because they're like, all right, it's your turn. And she goes up. Um, he makes her get in a body bag on a bed and just stabs her a million times with the samurai sword. Um, and hey, guess what? Ed kills Bijou Phillips. So plan did not go well, I no, guess. No, it did not. Like, Because they were planning it like, this is how we're going to catch Montag finally. Yeah. <laughs> Ed just kills her. Yeah, does nothing. <laughs> the same thing. Um, it, it was so weird. It, it was so weird. And uh, there's like a bunch of flashbacks to Montag right after this. Yeah. And then he doesn't actually kill Maggie. And then Maggie's back <laughs> at his house. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, oh, of course I did. He's in a hotel room with Maggie, and he beats the shit out of her, like yeah. in a fist fight, like fisticuffs, <laughs> beats the shit out of her. And then I don't know if that's real or not, um, because Maggie's back at his house, and then just accidentally falls into a mirror. He's is like impaled by it. <laughs> well, he, she accidentally falls into plastic sheets hanging from the ceiling, and then through a mirror. Yes. And then Ed just pushes it all the way through to make sure she's dead for some reason. <laughs> um, and I don't know what's happening at this point. Ed is just walking around crazy. He's at the strip club. Oh, this is when it goes like totally off the rails. Like, um, cause Ed is just like walking around and like, he's walking and he's in the strip club and he's still walking and then he's somewhere else Yeah, and he's on the hotel. So I don't know if this was supposed to be trippy, but it wasn't cause the editing was so it was just confusing. Right. What it was. Like, you know, like fear and loathing when you're like, holy shit, like this is wild. Like all the shit that's going on. This was the opposite. And they were like, look how trippy this is. And it's like, it's not. It just looks like a poorly shot movie. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so he's in this hotel and then he goes into a room and he finds like a butcher's torture chamber type thing. And I guess it's Montag's office, but all of his shit is there. I thought it was his room. Here's how I took it. He's on so much Tetro that this fake, like, great apartment that he has is actually this torture chamber. Okay. That's why the sheets are hanging. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't explain why Bijou Phillips is hanging around. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> she would be like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think. So I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. And that would make no sense because then out of nowhere comes fucking Jeffrey Combs. And he's like, <laughs> come on, buddy. We got to go. <laughs> Or wait, maybe that doesn't happen now. But anyway, I don't I don't know. It doesn't matter. But he wakes up on stage. Oh, he he goes into um he's seeing like all these tricks and diagrams on the walls, mm-hmm. like like Montag's tricks and stuff. And he goes into a room and he just gets we just hear like boof and he gets knocked out. He's captured. He wakes up on stage and Montag's got him in one of his traps. He's talking so much. Talking forever and just putting tiny slices all over he's him. Kill him by death by a thousand cuts. And Ed is like Ed somehow explains that he's not afraid of him because <laughs> I don't even know what he says. Like, he's like, the it's pain like, keeps me awake. It's like, you can't harm me if I'm not afraid of you. But, but that's cool. not what he says. I don't know. Whatever. Wait, that's not what he says? No, because that makes more sense. He's he's like, he's like, the pain keeps me. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but he says, but he says, like, I'm not, I'm choosing not to fear you. Okay, so I guess. So but Montag's like, like, ooh. <laughs> But he's also very clearly cutting him. Like, yeah. like it, he is being harmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what happens to Montag? Oh, what does happen to Montag? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's like he collapses. So he like escapes because isn't he tied up while he's torturing him? But he's in like a full fucking. But he's just like I don't feel pain. And he's hung like, upside down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he just like breaks free. And Montag, who's by the way still has a big sword, is like trying to slice at him. He's just walking towards him, and then they like fall on top of each other. <laughs> and he squeezes Montag's head. Oh my god! Yes. With his bare hands, and you're like, all right, like I guess he's gonna, you know, strangle him. But he's squeezing his head, <laughs> and then it just explodes. It like a great, but, <laughs> but like no, no head of anything would do that. Not even a great. Do you see what this guy looks like? Ed is a fucking asshole. I, anyone could beat the shit out of Ed. There's no way Ed is squeezing somebody's head into a fucking explosion. You would need like a hydraulic press mm-hmm. in order for somebody's head to do that. Yeah. Your bare fucking hands. <laughs> but Ed does it. Crushes his head. Oh, explodes. that's so dumb. And then, then Ed like walks to the back room and this is where homeless Jeffrey Combs is like packing his shit up. <laughs> He's like, hey, give me a hand with this shit. And you're like, what the fuck? This guy hasn't talked to all movie, just put the heads <laughs> off of rats, and now he's like... And then he's like, kind of like a, trying to adopt Ed, I guess. He's like, this is your shit now. Yeah. Then, and, and Ed's like, you want me to become Montag? And that's not really answered. Like, the homeless guy's like, whatever, I gotta go. <laughs> then he ends up stabbing him anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and... Uh, Ed stabs uh, Combs. Yeah, and Combs does have one good line, which is... Well, no, it's not right. I don't know why I said that. What is it? You've got a taste for tetrodotoxin and hurting people, and only one is new. Yeah, it's not a good line. I wrote it down though, <laughs> so I had to, I had to explain why I wrote it down. And Ed kills the hobo. Yeah, just for shits yep. and gigs. He goes back to Chang cut, and tells me. To, well, we cut to the present where we left off one, one week later. One week later. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and like um. What's the guy's name? I'm sorry, that put the Chucky's voice. Uh, Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf. I always want to say, I, I always want to call him Don for some reason. Brad Dorf. Um, Don Cheadle. That's kind of like what I'm going with. <laughs> um, he's not happy, and you're not really sure why. But he's like, this new paper, this new paper is like talking shit about me. I don't know why. Yeah. And and then. The guy's like, well, wait till you read the That's <laughs> 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 where he's so stupid. Ed's like, uh, like, wait till you read the inside. And he like flips the page and it's all empty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes him eat it. <laughs> oh, and also the ink's blood. <laughs> Brad Dorf. Brad. It makes no sense. Why is any of this happening? Brad Dorf like lifts up his hand from the newspaper. He's like, "What the fuck?" Or, and he's like, "Why isn't there anything else in here?" And he's like, "Ran out of ink." And Brad Dorf like looks at his hand. Why is he talking like that? Because he's dying, but he's not. Because he gets up and walks away and says some smart ass cop. So Brad Dorf like looks and he's like, "Oh, there's blood on my hands." Oh, wait, I might have figured it out, but it's still all terrible and so not clear. Um, it's the drug. It's the drug. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that. Dr- oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was his blood because remember he's like making ink. Oh, because his blood has tetro yeah. in it. Right. No, no. Am I an idiot? Or It doesn't matter because why is he making him eat the comic? Why is he not dying? <laughs> yeah, because then he's like. All right, Chung. Why are the pages blank? He's like, Chung, sit over there and eat the newspaper. <laughs> Chung eats the newspaper. <laughs> While this guy's like getting up. Well, because like, he's under, he's like under yeah, hypnosis now. Right. But he's just slowly eat. Is that going to kill him? I mean, it's probably. He just gets so over. full. Oh, drug over. Oh, okay. But I don't think that's the intent. I think the intent is like, you're just going to eat a whole newspaper a and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Bunch of paper cuts in his stomach. Yeah, it makes bad. no sense. Um, and I guess he was doing he Chong was the way Ed explains it is Chong was dosing him to kill the magician because the magician was stealing his girls. That's correct. That is the most convoluted plot point yeah. I've ever heard. And he like says that. He's like, I figured it out. And he says it. And you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> No, there were no clues of that. <laughs> and that doesn't make it a surprise. That just makes it stupid. Oh, I was not. There's no point where I was like, you, oh. ma- you mentioned at the end of a movie, like, I, I can't even think of an example. Like, 
at the end of the sixth sense and they're just like, and by the way, bears aren't real. <laughs> and you're like, it's not a surprise because the movie had no bears in it. <laughs> like, that's what this was like. Like, we got no sense of like any of that storyline that they're talking about besides that Maggie was a prostitute that he stole, not the magician. Right. And Ed is now the homeless guy. <laughs> by the way, that's how it ends. Yeah. Ed is now the stagehand. To who, though? To who? Montag's been... <laughs> head <Crushed>. exploded. <laughs> uh, well, at least it's over. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so the, the to sum it up, watch the original and watch this just to get a glimpse of what people do. What do you rate this? Half. Really? I don't think I could give it a one. I can give it a one. I almost want to because Brad Dorf. Like, there's some scenes in it that are all right. Dorf isn't terrible. But the special effects are really bad. Oh, it's bad. And it's a remake. I mean, you're arguing between a half star and one star. Listen to me. I'm telling you, watch the original again, and you'll be like, it's a half star. (laughs) Because it's all set up for them. All it had to do was be hostile or any movie like that. Do you know what I mean? All you I don't do, want to make a case for this movie. I just would you rather would you put it in the same as Dead Body Man? Because <laughs> Dead Body Man is a half. No, but okay, you so can't it's a one. say you can't say you that. You have to. Though. This has to be perspective. You can't. You can't put them because there's badder than bad. Right. Things could be worse than bad, but that doesn't make right, the bad stuff. good, or that doesn't make the bad better. <laughs> But it does. What? <laughs> if something's worse than bad, then the bad is better. But like, okay, so there's Dead Body Man. Yeah. If there's something worse than Dead Body Man, mm-hmm. does Dead Body Man now get a one star? No, hell no. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Just because it's no, I know what you're lower saying. Than that. I just don't you have think to set the bar at some point. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that this is at that bar point. I mean, most of the half stars I give are for just like unbearable pieces of like, shit. They could not be like they they're could hard be to watch. Anyone. They're yeah, literally you, hard to watch. Yeah. Like you can't see. Yeah. At least this was. It's, it was a notch above. It's questionable. Anyway, you know, the original, one, I mean, one star is dog shit. It's like least, the one really bad. At least four stars. At least the at the at least the original really felt authentic. Like. You know what I mean? Like that guy wanted to make that movie. Yeah. It felt like this movie was just like, it felt like, I don't even know. Like, why does this even exist? Right. Like who did this? Like, um, before we close out, any thoughts on magic? <laughs> Fuck magic. You don't like magic? No, I'd actually, I love magic. Do you? Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know how they do it. David Blaine blows my mind. You watch his specials on TV? Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. People. You ever see when he goes to, like celebrities houses? It's like fucked with them. <laughs> Dude, that, that, those are actually like, at, when I first saw that, I was like, this is lame. But then when I saw the one where it's like Steph Curry and like three other random dudes, like I think Drake's there. And There's like, one, where he shows up at Harrison Ford's house. And he's oh like, my God. Hey, give me that apple. And Ford's like, okay. And he cuts it in half and pulls out like a $20 bill. And Ford's like, what the fuck? Ford's <laughs> like, what? Who are you? Why are you <laughs> Ford looked so old in that. He did. He looked, <laughs> he, he made me sad. It broke my heart. Because <laughs> his smile was so like, uh, he was like struggling. Because you could tell he was impressed. But he was like, Ugh. I'm so old. I hate everything. <laughs> like he's an old man stage, like grumpy old man. Like, he's like, nothing impresses me. Um, and I think that came out, I think that special came out before um, the new Star Wars. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And I remember being like, I don't want to see him in that. Like when it was like announced, like Harrison Ford's back as on Solo. I was like, no, <laughs> I saw him with an earring in his kitchen and it was a nightmare. Like, I don't want to see that again. And especially because he's got that young wife. Yeah. What's name? Allie McBeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calista Flockhart. Yeah. She's so young. And um, just seeing them next to each other in that kitchen, I was like, this is weird. You know about the Alec Baldwin beef, right? He like no. hates Harrison Ford? No. I forget what he said. And I love Alec Baldwin. Did he call her? Did he call him a little piggy? <laughs> in a voicemail? Yeah. Remember when that, I remember when that came out, you would like call our friends and leave that on their voicemails. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> Dude, I would call everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if they didn't answer, you just leave that message. <laughs> I thought that, I mean, looking back, that was in bad taste. 
what he did to his daughter, but listening to it, I dude, I laughed so hard. I mean, take out the fact that it was his daughter and that's a horrible thing to do to somebody, anybody, let alone your daughter. But just what he was saying was so insane. It was so psychotic. Like he had to have been having a psychotic episode. You are a little pig. <laughs> You're an ungrateful little pig. Yeah, I would leave that on everyone's voicemail. <laughs> I'm not going to look up. The beef, because I think it's funnier to think of what it was. I'm pretty what, sure it started. I'm pretty sure it started because Harrison Ford is not as tall as he claims to be. <laughs> now Baldwin was, was pissed about it. You are short. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this episode right. up, guys. Um, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's the best way to help us. If you can't support monetarily, patreon.com slash I hate horror. Um, we're on facebook.com slash I hate horror and I hate horror.com. Um, thanks to Harley Poe for allowing us to use this music for the intro. Really appreciate that. Um, what else? Uh, I'm on Twitter at I hate horror show, Instagram and Snapchat at I hate horror. Matt Jovi, four, two, one, Boondish 1985 and horror show Joe. That's a wrap guys. Thank you all so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say to everyone. Oh, episodes next week. Ooh, be still my beating heart. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And this one, we finally have some picks. I think everyone has like three from here on out. Some people even have four. Um, here we go. First one is interesting, and I already have the answer. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. Rachel B. Mm-hmm. Lady in White from 1988. Familiar with that? I am. She said it's her childhood favorite. Okay. Ghost ship. The, ooh. Ooh. He's got that awesome opening scene but his face comes off. And Sleepaway Camp 2. Mm. That's Choices. actually tough. Choices. That's a tough pick. What were you going with? I was originally going with Sleepaway Camp 2, but then I was like, oh, Ghost Ship sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> I love how she implies one is her favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Fuck that happening. one. <laughs> Which is honestly better because the people we have picked their favorites, they've been like, oh man, I thought you'd really like <laughs> it. <laughs> I always feel terrible. Yeah, let's do Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship it is. Um, and then Aubrey S., who we actually met. Yeah. And she's from Colorado. Colorado. Met her, met her in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Um, great fan of the show. Awesome picks here. Lumberjack Man. Okay. Are you familiar with that? Nope. Okay. You? Yes. I haven't seen it, but I'm I know what it is. And it's very interesting. So I don't know if we we might not pick this one because I kind of want you to look it up. Um, but it is a more recent like indie indie movie. So it's it's self-aware. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's cheesy, but it's very self-aware. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um the My Bloody Valentine remake, which we probably should have done at Valentine's Spot Day. Theaters. Did you? Mm-hmm. And Hatchet. Ooh. I know. All very good. I like this cover of Lumberjack Man. It's a cool cover. I know the cover. What year was it made? 2015. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Michael so Madsen's it, in it. It is self-aware. Oh, wait. Maybe it's not self-aware. Oh, see, this is not what I was thinking about. Oh, this looks good. <laughs> and by good, I mean... <laughs> Good for the show. <laughs> Lumberjack man it is. What is he wearing in this picture? He looks like an idiot. Uh, dude, are those his eyes? Are those eyes? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Is Lumberjack man that can't be. a is bug? It? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is that his eyes? He's wearing bark as a mask. But you see those two dots, right? Yeah, those are his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So are we doing Lumberjack? Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> I think we're doing Lumberjack, man, guys. We I'm going to have to like watch the trailer. Um, you said Michael Sean. Madsen's in it? It's Sean. Are you... Wait. Wait, those aren't his eyes. Yes, they are. No, because he has two red dot eyes. Oh, wait, yeah. Now I see him. So one of the other things, notches in the bark that he's wearing. Uh, he looks like a fucking moron. <laughs> He's got like feathers in his hair. What is this? Did you say who's in it? Michael Madsen? Yeah. Is he Lumberjack Man? I don't know, but I think he produced it. It said a Madisonian f- film. 
what's why is he doing this with his life? <laughs> um, no, he's not lumberjack, man. Are we doing this or not? Yeah, yes. This is what we're choosing. Yes. This looks awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's a synopsis that I'm really enjoying. Faith and a host of other unsuspecting teenage counselors arrive to the campgrounds to get ready for the new crop of kids who will be coming to celebrate some good, clean, fun under the sun. We come to find, however, that under the Lord's supervision or not, oh, it's like their religious camp. These teens are just your average raging bags of hormones, not unlike our favorite counselors at Camp Crystal Lake or Camp... Hey, remember that movie, Friday the 13th? <laughs> Come watch this. It's kind of like that. Uh, before we know it, a lot of them begin sneaking off for sexual escapades, stealing away to get drunk and high, and being all around very unchristian, which is just what the lumberjack man loves in his victims. <laughs> can, can Faith survive the massacre, or will the lumberjack man drizzle his last flapjack with their blood? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sold. In case you aren't familiar with movies like this, the proper answer to that question is, who gives a shit? Let's see some more boobs. <laughs> um, so, Lumberjack Man it is. Aubrey, thanks for that. I'm already furious. <laughs> I'm already, I might as well just write my text draft to Joe now, being like, Joe, did you watch this yet? Pile of shit. Because that's usually what we'll say to each other. Um, yeah, so that's awesome, man. Good. So, uh Go ship and lumberjack man. Perfect. Because we hate ourselves. There's perfect movies in here to watch and talk about, and like they're decent. And we're like, Meh. nope. Coming up in the future, just to name a few, um, we do have some Dawn of the Dead coming up. Uh, sorority babes in the slime bowl bowlerama. Somebody has Sleepaway Camp, Slumber Party Massacre, and Tourist Trap. Is there three picks? Let's do Tourist Trap. Yes! God, we are so connected. We are in love. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to go. Um, so anyway, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios! <laughs>